What's up guys, my name is Pauline and welcome to In Retrospect, a Twitch talk show and podcast series. Each week we'll be focusing on TV shows and movies that were the biggest phenomenons growing up, but now we're going to talk about it from an adult perspective. This is recorded live from my Twitch channel every Saturday at 2pm Eastern Time at Zuko's Bikini. So if you're listening to this after the fact on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just know that this is completely unscripted, unedited, with lots of interaction with chat. So without further ado, let's get started. Is this working? Are we live? I press record. The background, yes. Hello, everyone. What's up, Saturday stream? Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, Larry and I worked on this background a little while ago. I, I had this back in like September and I don't know, we've been thinking about like what to do for this podcast. And I was like, this, I want my room to look like a 90s room. And like somehow, hello, is there something behind me? Oh, it's my little plant. Um, I have like a, a NVIDIA graphics card. And apparently there's like this broadcast studio thing where I can make my background as if I have a green screen. So it's pretty cool. This is not what my room looked like as a child. Um, but yeah, hopefully this reminds you guys of growing up. I don't know. I put Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, literally Lisa Frank. Yes, that's what we have. And I mean... I couldn't, I couldn't choose between Edward and Jacob as a child, so, and I think growing up I had Jacob on my wall because that's what I got as a kid. Like, someone gave that poster to me, but we'll, we'll get into Twilight later on down the line, but today we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, so hello. I didn't introduce myself, oh my gosh. Well, you guys know me. I'm Pauline, aka Zuko's Bikini, aka Zucchini, aka Zucchino. I don't know what other nicknames Dante's given me at this point. Um, oh my god, we have a James the Dang. This is not my room. You guys have seen my room. This is not my room. But I wish this was my room growing up. Oh my gosh, there's so many people. Yes, I am Scooby's sister. That is true. I am Scooby's sister. Uh, we're talking about the series today. Uh, I guess we can... I, so, I'll also, hello everyone that's listening on podcast platforms. I am uploading this to Anchor, which then releases it to like Spotify, Google stuff. I don't know why I couldn't get onto Apple Podcasts for some reason. I don't know. Maybe one day. Larry, it might need your help on that. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many people in chat. Hello, everyone. But yeah, for those listening later on, uh, this is done from Twitch. So if you hear me calling people out on chat, you know, taking pauses to read chat, that's probably why. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's fun, Larry. I'm gonna have to get used to this. I did remember to press record, so thank God I did. Uh, but yes, we're here to talk about Avatar because... I think, well, number one, I did a podcast on Avatar over the summer, and I wanted to continue it with this, and then I also, I don't know, Avatar is what really gave me all of you guys? I don't know. It's, uh, 
it's insane. Like, I met so many people through this show, through Honor Society, and then through a bunch of other discords that I'm I'm in, and it- Larry! I don't know if you can shout yourself out. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this this is not my room. No, it's not. But yeah, Avatar really does bring everyone together, and that's why I wanted to start off the podcast with Avatar. Um... And it's it's such a good fucking show. We'll get into it. But next week, we'll be talking about The Legend of Korra. Very excited. Oh, Mercedes. Hello. I miss you so much. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've met all of, like, everybody through, like, different, like, streams, raids. Yes, James. James gifts humans because he's a robot and is not a real person. Um... But yeah, I wanted to talk about my dream the other day <laughs> about Avatar. This this is this relates. So the other day, this is like two days ago, I had a dream that I was the Avatar, that I was Aang. And the government, of course, the government um ended up making their own version of Aang, like a like a not like a like a clone almost. And me as Aang, I don't know if I was Aang or not. This other government robot avatar was Aang. Um, I had to go battle him. And we were, like, in the air, like, flying, I guess. And Avatar Zucchino, yes, it's me. <laughs> yes, that's it. Um, and I remember, like, I was losing. I was not doing well. He had the high ground. Dohai, thank you so much for the gift sub. I do have my alert box off just because I don't want the noise to carry over. You've given 43 subs? Oh my god. 44? Oh no. Yeah, Aang, government engineered Aang assassin. Try saying that five times fast. Um, but yeah, that is, that's what happened. And he had the high ground. Uh, and I remember thinking in my head, I was like, oh my god, Avatar State, Avatar State, I need to get in the Avatar State. And like, somehow it just, it happened. I went into the Avatar State and I beat him and then he lost me. Like, I, I went, I flew some, oh my god, Dohai with the gift subs! Oh no. Oh no. This is insane. Thank you for shouting out Dohai. Hi, Angela. Um, oh my god, 47 gift subs. This is insane. But yeah, so I lost the government Aang, and I was flying in the air, and I was like, okay, I need to hide, because now everybody's out to get me. And I ended up hiding in the mall. <laughs> Because that's actually where Iroh and the White Lotus were hiding. And I got there and Katara and Zuko were already there. And they were like the cartoon versions of them. But I was like a real... It was me. Like I was a real person. But they were there. And it was just... It's in, it's insane. And then I, I woke up. So that was my dream about Avatar. <laughs> this was a dream. This was not real life. I wanted to introduce the podcast with that. Because it relates. I think so. My gosh, guys, if you got a gift sub from Dohai, please make sure to thank him. Dohai, uh, you're such a great person. You support the stream. You support so many people within this community. I don't know what we would do without you, honestly. Right, Danny? It is a really interesting stream. Or stream. Dream. I don't... I don't know. But it was really cool that I could think... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are doing water because I just had a latte. So if you can tell, I'm a little energized right now. I'm like, I'm talking a lot because I had caffeine. 
<laughs> I have a lot of Avatar dreams. I know. I'm sure you do, too. Um, I don't know. It was just a fun dream. And I just, I just think it's cool that, like, in my head, I was like, I need to get in the Avatar state. I need to do it. And then all of a sudden, I just, like, blasted off. My eyes went... Like, I could tell that my eyes went all glowy. And, like, I had the tattoos on me, so I could see it on my arms, too. I was like, whoa! This is cool. So that is as close as I can get to being the Avatar. <laughs> but besides that, I thought that we could open it up. I meant to do a poll. Hello? Okay. I am a streamer. I know it. Water. Watert. Watert. <laughs> Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago. Four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. There's a poll. I just want to know what nations you guys represent. Um, just fun things. I'll be sprinkling in some polls here and there. I can't vote in my own poll. That's a joke. Poll went wrong? Is this stupid? Ugh. Stupid. Well, I tried. I don't know what's going on. Also, my camera is glitching a little bit because it's not used to not having a background, I guess. Yeah, I, ignore the poll, everybody. Just ignore it. I don't know what's going on. Just say it in chat. What's your, your nation? Maybe use emotes. If you have the Hoso emotes, you can use that. Just shout it out. Maybe I can just read. Yeah, Twitch has been breaking down every day since the start of 2021. Yeah. So, we're just gonna deal with that. We're gonna deal with that. Got some fires. Okay, earth. Earth. I see some water. Bloodbender. Yes, Darrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We- yeah. This poll is- I don't know how to get rid of it now. I can't get rid of it. Okay. Earth. Okay. You love to live in the Fire Nation. Yeah. I would like to be the Avatar, but I don't think I am level-headed enough to be that person. I can't- I already have a hard time making decisions on my own. So to do that for a lot of people is really scary. But if you can tell from my shirt... Fire Nation! That's me. <laughs> um, yeah, Twitch is just being Twitch. But yeah, Avatar! I don't know where to start. I had some notes, but you know what? What we're gonna do? We're gonna go over here. We're gonna go over here. But you know what? You know what I did, guys? I have a presentation. A PowerPoint presentation. I did not work hard on it at all. But here it is. I wish that we had the word art, like the clip art. Scooby was talking about the other day. Couldn't find it. I also did this like 10 minutes before the <laughs> before recording. But I used these fonts that I loved so much as a child. So we got Kirsten. And of course, the lovely Comic Sans. Comic Sans. Comic Sans. As someone that works on a design team at work, this hurts my eyes. Joe! Hello, Joe! The Avatar Queen herself. Alright. 
Curious. <laughs> yeah. Next time, next week, I will put more effort into this PowerPoint. I literally thought at 150, I was like, I'm going to do a PowerPoint presentation. And I did this very quickly. <laughs> so don't judge me. All right, here we go. My first slide. This is something that we hear all the time. We're all the blue people. Maybe it's a joke, but it's not the James Cameron version. Okay. It's not James Cameron. It's by Brike. Brian Konitzko and Michael Dante DiMartino. Two people that worked at Nickelodeon. They worked at uh, Simpsons. They worked on King of the Hill, blah, blah, blah. Then they came together. There is no quiz. <laughs> You're in a Zoom class? No, no, no. This is all informal. Just to share my thoughts. <laughs> Caitlin, I'm glad you like that. <laughs> But yeah, this was on Nickelodeon. As you can see, the splat behind my head. It's right there. I tried to do the Nick sound in the second bullet. I don't know if I captured it right, but hopefully you understood that. Derogatory. <laughs> but it first premiered February 21st, 2005, which means a 16 year anniversary, I think is coming soon? My counting. Informal. I am informing. Just, just interrupt me. I'm one of those professors that's like, don't call me by professor last name. Just call me by like George. That, call me by my first name. Informal, we're all friends here. You know, okay, George, my name's George, yeah. So yeah, this show was on for about three years. I'm George. Yes, Avatar will be able to drive this year or get their permit. Um, but yeah, this is not the blue version. It's a great show that was on Nickelodeon animation. Um, I, I've heard it be called anime inspired rather than actually being anime. So that's what Giancarlo Volpe says. Also shout out Giancarlo Volpe. He's great. Very active in the community. Loves talking to fans. He answers all of my questions in his DMs or if I tweet him. Um, he also will give you recommendations on how to make ravioli from scratch. So if you guys ever need ravioli recipes, John is your guy. But Sweet 16, we should throw a Sweet 16 party. When is the 21st? It's on a Sunday. All right, well, maybe we can have like a, a watch party or something. Maybe not here, but like elsewhere. Yeah, that's true. And I dressed up as Katara for Halloween last year. That was fun. That was cool. And then <laughs> Jen, Jen's birthday is on Monday, guys, in case you didn't know. Uh, Jen dressed up as Zuko and this was not planned at all. And we ended up joining the Zoom call on Halloween. That was really fun. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I'm gonna copy. Can I copy this? Y'all saw the other slide, shit. All right, well, I'm gonna put this link in chat later. This is a documentary on Avatar, like the making of it, all of that stuff, uh, up until when they got their Peabody Award, following break everywhere. It's a cool documentary if you guys wanna watch that. All right, you guys already saw the next slide by accident. We're gonna talk about Team Avatar. So, we got Aang. This is the worst photo that we have of him. Wait, Claudia, when's your birthday? We gotta celebrate. Hopefully that doesn't mess up your your stream window, guys. 
I couldn't find like a still shot of this. I guess I could have taken a screenshot, whatever. I wasn't thinking. Again, I did this 10 minutes before the stream. <laughs> but yeah, Aang, he's bald by choice. It's part of his culture. And it's part of being an airbender. It helps you feel the air around you better. They talk about that a little bit in Korra. We'll talk about that next week. He has arrows. It's a really long process, probably. Hurts like a bitch, probably, because it's on your spine. Ugh. Tattoos in general hurt so bad, but to have one on your spine... Ah. Oh my god. No. For the aesthetic. Yes. The feet. Yeah, the feet are cursed. This is cursed. Uh, Aang likes pets. He likes animals. He's pretty good with animals, I guess. I don't know. He has Appa and Momo. They're pretty cool. You have a tattoo on lower back of neck. Why haven't we seen this, James? Yeah, I got one on my wrist. And if you can see, my wrist is, like, really thin. I have nothing here except for, like, bone and skin. This hurt a lot. Um, what else? Scoopy! No. Scoopy. We mentioned it once. We are not going to be talking about feet anymore okay no more bullet number four he's old as fuck he has some like edward cullen shit going on you know i gotta stop relating things back to twilight but y'all know that i am a big fan of twilight but twilight will be the the podcast finale i guess i don't know um all right i'll go look at the vods or whatever to go see james's tattoo or maybe i can make him show me again <laughs> but ang is 112 years old Technically 12, but like 112 years old. And then he dies at around like 66, I think. I don't know. He can bend a lot. He can bend all four elements pretty well, in my opinion. He's obviously very good at air airbending. Um, and yeah, Angela, it's only <laughs> reserved for mods. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, he can bend pretty well was he had to learn all four elements in nine ish months which is pretty impressive um yeah i already have uh larry and uh mg in here but if i need another mod possibly <laughs> what else oh he likes guitar and he's not pretty subtle about it we'll get to that now we're on to Katara, my girl. I know, your girl. Katara's everyone's girl. She's cute as hell. She's so cute. She's so pretty. I love her so much. I love her. But she's also a bad bitch. Don't, don't think because she's that cute that she isn't tough because she's a bad bitch. She's a waterbender, so she obviously hydrates a lot. Hydrate. I'm going to hydrate myself. Caitlin, you got me. Thank you. She's not married, but she has a necklace that was passed down from her mom. Which is a betrothal necklace, but not really. Katara is best girl, confirmed. <laughs> I forgot to put the fifth bullet in here. <laughs> we'll get to the comics later, but... I don't know. In my opinion, and again, everything that's in this podcast is my opinion only, but I'd like to hear everybody else's. Thank you for the lurk. Appreciate it. Uh, I have all the comics sitting over there. There's a lot of them. Um, I don't like how she's written in the comics. I'll say that, but we'll talk about that later. 
Hi Socks, we're talking about Avatar. Sokka! Rana Sokka. Katara's brother. I put that as a joke because there was this infographic, like I guess that Nickelodeon posted a couple years ago, and they listed like all of these accomplishments about Katara, Aang, Zuko, Toph, all of these people. And then the only thing that was for Sokka was that he was Katara's brother. That was it. It just, it, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's a comedian. I think he's funny. I don't know about you guys. He's funny. He makes me laugh. This photo, I I want to get a print of it and hang it somewhere because it is so funny. He loves cactus juice. Cactus juice. Joe, this whole presentation is meant to be satirical. Because there are people out there that write Sokka to be as a dumbass and think that he doesn't know shit. And he's really smart. I've read many fan fictions where they like use him for nothing and just say that he's dumb as hell, which is so incorrect because he's so fucking smart. Hi Vic. Um, boomerang, space sword, boomerang he got from his father, space sword he built with um, Master Pando, which is very exciting. I think he goes and gets the space sword back. I don't know. There's like a, there's, I have the legacy books and there's a photo of all five of them. Suki's not included. Talk about that later. Um, and it looks like he has space sword with him. I don't know. He could have gotten it from someone else. Like maybe he made another one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, Master Piando. Yes. Yes. He's a ladies man. He gets a lot of action. You know, Suki? Suki, Yue, Tai Lee makes some passes at him, and he sort of reciprocates at times. Vic, you're my favorite. Thank you. And as we said, he's a fucking genius. From the submarines to the, like, air balloons to just, like, everything that he's done is insane. Literally, backbender. Yeah. All the moon gals. Yeah, because Suki's name is Moon. And as Aaron said, cactus juice, as this photo says, this, ugh, this whole scene is just so funny to me. I love this so much. This is one of those like classic anime shots where, I don't know. I just think it's funny. All right. Next one. Toph. She's tough. Toph is tough. Toph is tough as, as nails. And she can bend nails too, probably. She does not have a supersonic scream like they say in <laughs> Ember Island Players. Oh, I did. I did put an animation on that slide, didn't I? I don't know why it didn't add onto all of the slides. It's probably there. Um, but yeah, she feels vibrations because she's blind. But she, her senses are just so fucking heightened. She's just amazing. Also, she's young. She's like 12 years old. And she's amazing. But I would love... Toph. I want to be friends with Toph in general because she's so cool. But a plus to that, I lose my phone a lot and a lot of times it's only on vibrate. I try my best to keep it on sound. I, but right now, obviously, it's on vibrate. But I lose it a lot. Like, I'll put it down in places because I need to go get something or I just forget that I put it somewhere. So I feel like if I called it, Toph would be able to find it, like, right away. 
who was on Vibrate. She's also part of the Bad Bitch Club. Tough, because it sounds like tough. Yes. Yes. She's the greatest earthbender of all time. This bitch has, like, five statues of herself in The Legend of Korra. Katara has none. Katara doesn't have one. But I think that Toph, maybe Toph would just, like, went around and started making statues of herself. I don't know. That'd be cool. Also, rocks, obviously. She can bend metal, bend your phone. This is true. She could bend my phone to me. So I, I wouldn't even have to go walk over to it. She could just sense it. She would be a great friend. She's just a good person in general. I know. I, I, I have also done that. I've also done that. All right, Zuko. My boy. Angry boy vibes. Sad boy vibes. What else? Zuko's just a vibe altogether, I think. Hello! This is a talk show. We're talking about... It's called In Retrospect. We're talking about TV shows and movies that we loved growing up. And now we're talking about it from an adult perspective. My boy Zuko. The little, the, my namesake. My literal namesake. Zuko's bikini is literally from Zuko. So when I was younger, back on my Tumblr days, I was on... Um, Tumblr as Snape's bikini because I was a huge Harry Potter fan. I still am. But now that I... I signed up for Twitch like last year and I was like, I don't know what my username should be. I was like, I don't want to be Snape's bikini again. And I I literally made a Twitch account so I could join in on the Honor Society streams and, and comment and everything. And I was like, I'm just going to make a Zuko's bikini. That'll be fun. And it's, it's a real conversation starter, I think. I yell passionately. Yes, this is literally my only purpose on Twitch is to yell in chats, to yell on my stream, because I am passionate. I'm passionate. Um, Sax, we can get to Power Rangers eventually. I have a, a long list. I'm going to do multiple seasons of this podcast. I'll probably do like 10 episodes a season. That makes sense. I don't know. I I don't have everything all planned out as much as I should have, so... Yeah, and that's another thing with this podcast. I want it to be interactive, which is why I love having chat here. Because when I was doing my first podcast, it was me by myself. Really lonely, really boring, in my opinion. I didn't like listening to myself, and I didn't understand why people would listen to me. So I changed it over to Twitch. There's so many people here that I can talk to. And eventually I would, like, I want people to... to <laughs> I should get a James Carbook cutout. I think everybody should have... A James cardboard cutout. That should be the first item of merch on your your merch list, James. That's it. You should. Yes. Instead of like calling in or like just Discord, like having scheduled like guests come on here. Or like for Harry Potter, Scoopy, I don't know if you're still in here. I Scooby's gonna come on. Um Twilight. If anybody wants to come on for Twilight, let me know. I will talk about Twilight for hours. I need to cut myself off <laughs> after that. Uh, oh yeah, I wrote that. Can't make tea for shit. Yeah, he's bad, but he's also good. In my, I've watched a lot of TV shows. I've watched a lot of movies. I've read a lot of books. His character development, Literal chef's kiss. Like, I don't know how else to, to talk about it. It's just, it's so 
they literally won a Peabody Award for, like, writing. Shout out Aaron has, honestly. And can you guys imagine not having Zuko? Because Zuko wasn't supposed to be in the show. He wasn't part of their planning. And they literally invented character development. Zuko invented character development. Um, they originally had it so that it was just going to be Ozai as the main villain. But Ozai, like, how can he do all of this shit and be just as menacing sitting in a throne room all three seasons, you know? It's insane just how like what a difference it would have made if Zuko wasn't on this show you know it's just it's it's hard to imagine not having him and it's also hard to imagine not having Azula um you know if we just had Zhao and Ozai probably would still be good but I don't know the fact that Ozai sat back for three seasons you don't get to see his face it's just a silhouette most of the time Pretty scary looking. You can't even see him. And then on top of that, I mean, fucking Mark Hamill. Y'all got Mark Hamill to voice him. Is that... Seriously? That's amazing. But... Also, Dante fucking Bosco, who... Whom, sorry, whom we all love. Literal king. I love him so much. He's great. If you guys haven't bought his book from Rufio to Zuko, I suggest it. Um, anybody that wants to learn more about acting, voice acting, what it's like being Asian American in, you know, this industry, things like that. Uh, go read from Rufio to Zuko. It goes on sale every now and then. I think he also does like some signings. So keep an eye out for that. But in the book, Dante just talks about, you know, being Filipino. I get like, I just, I love Dante so much. I think he's such a good person. Um, so the fact that they were like, he's Filipino voicing Zuko. I think that's also why I gravitate towards Zuko so much because of Dante. Because um, obviously I am I'm Filipino, but um, <laughs> Zuko turns out to be good in the end, which I love. And I just think it's really funny that anytime his character does something good, he like passes out. So like in... <laughs> Season two episode or book two episode, like, what is it? 18, 17, 18 after like Lao Guy, um, where he sets Appa free. He literally passes the fuck out. And then in The Promise, the the first comic book, um, it's a year after uh, everything happens in, in book three. He passes out again because he made a good decision on behalf of his Fire Nation colonies in the Earth Kingdom, you know, where he didn't you know, pull them out of their, pull them out of their homes and their families and their communities. He passes out from that. So I just think it's very interesting that he, he's just very dramatic, but he's also just so fucking amazing. I love him, but I hate his dad. Ozai sucks. Ozai, which I, and this is what we'll talk about again later. The fact that this show highlights like abuse, like because it's literal child abuse, what Ozai did to Zuko. That burn mark, they draw it not as, like, menacingly, I guess. It's just, it it looks very flat. But, like, if you've seen the reanime of The Last Agni Kai where Yoshi Sudarso plays Zuko, it is gnarly. Like, that scar is gnarly. And he was 13 years old, and this motherfucker slapped him on the face. 
in front of so many people and then just said, all right, bye, you're leaving. I'm banishing you like I fucking banished your mom. Zuko has so much trauma and was literally abused in front of all these people. And his sister, his other family member, wasn't, you know, I mean, you saw her. She was smiling. She was like this, like... Yeah, oh yeah, in, in the comics, which one is it? In, I guess it's the search. I should have put them right here. Where Azulon was like, you, you're, you're asking me to put you in front of my own firstborn Iroh to be the, the, whatever, the ruler? No, because of this stupid question that you asked me, how about you kill your firstborn so you can feel what Iroh's feeling right now? Like, uh, you know, Azulon, piece of shit. Probably another piece of shit. Son of Sozin, I would assume he's a piece of shit too. What a shitty thing to, to do. To tell your son to go kill his son so you know how it feels. This is not a shit sax, it is, and this is a fucking kid show. This is what amazes me about it. The fact that Nickelodeon aired this 16 years ago, it's insane. But in the comics, they dive deeper into this where it was confirmed Azulon wanted Ozai to kill his son. And Azula played around, like she was listening in. We see that in the show. She listens in, but then she tells Ursa Oh, daddy is gonna kill Zuko. I'm worried. But really, she's just doing it to be Azula, basically. Um, Ursa gets wind of it. She's like, I'll make you a deal. If you want to be Fire Lord so bad, let me poison your father so that you're able to then be Fire Lord. Just so that my son doesn't have to die. That's fucking traumatizing. And... Shout out Ursa for, for doing that. And what sucks, what sucks, what sucks is that because she reveals, oh, I can poison someone without anybody noticing, Ozai's like, all right, cool, thanks. But after that, you're gone because you're, if now that I know that you can do this, I like, you're going to do it to me. And she gets banished for this. She's not allowed to take the kids. The kids have to stay because obviously Ozai needs heirs. Um, she could have poisoned him. She shouldn't have said anything. She shouldn't have said anything. I don't know. That's, yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't have said anything. It's, it's sad. And then she goes, she leaves, she says bye. And then she goes back to her hometown. She finds the guy that she was originally with. Then she gets her face changed by Ko, the face sealer's mom. Fun fact. And when she gets her face changed, she also chooses to forget everything, including her children. Like, wipes out her memory entirely. Which is really sad. I don't know. That makes me sad, because when Zuko goes to find her, she doesn't remember anything. And then they go to find the spirit. She gets her face back, whatever. But it's just, it's such a sad situation. But Zuko wasn't alone, because he had Iroh. And Iroh is great. I also think it's interesting that Iroh and Luten 
I guess Aunt Ursa, but she has an S in her name, that they don't have Zs in their name because it's like, what is it? So Zin, Azulon, Ozai, Zuko, Azula. And then she's like, Iroh, Luten. That's it. <laughs> and I think Iroh's wife died young. I don't, I don't know. Iroh is also a very tragic character because we can't forget he's a war general. You know, he was part of the problem, I guess. I, we don't gloss over that. He's a literal war general. But he's also enlightened. He can go into the spirit world, which is really cool. He White Lotus. Very talented guy. And luckily he was there with Zuko. And I don't know if it... I don't know if anybody knows this. Is it clear? Like, did Ozai say, Iroh, you're going with him? You're going with my banished son so that Iroh wasn't in the way? Or if Iroh did it willingly? I don't know. 600 days. He literally tried to take Bossing Sai for 600 days. Lost his son, unfortunately. But can't forget that. I'm not going to gloss over that. Yes, Iroh's great. He can make tea. But he's probably also responsible for losing a lot of lives. Both from the Fire Nation and whatever nations he terrorized. Whatever. Um, not whatever. <laughs> I should not gloss over that. But that that happened. That happened. Uh, what bullet are we on? Yeah, Zuko was not a very good bender. Um, in some of the comics, they even say they thought that he wasn't going to be a bender because he didn't show any signs of bending like until a little bit later in life and Azula was able to bend before him. Um, and luckily, you know, he got training. Iroh was there to help him. And then he got enlightened with the dragons and found them. And then all of a sudden, he's just this great bender. So... Um, Iroh probably signed up for it. For, that's what I'm I'm thinking, Joe. And, like, I can't... Ugh. The facts in my head are so blended from reading all of these fan fictions and then, like, actual facts from, like, Avatar Wiki or the, the books, comics, and, and things like that. Everything blends. I'm like, what's true? Or what was it that someone actually said oh me six you're now going to announce that i'm live i've been live for 38 minutes me six uh yeah and zuko can't make tea so in the F legacy of the fire nation book it's a book that ira wrote and gave to zuko if you guys need to if you guys are going to invest in any books of the show, like post the show, I would get Legacy of the Fire Nation. It's so cute because Iroh is writing this, this, oh, Saks, they don't use bags. Uh-uh. They make tea, like, they literally go out, pick the leaves. They get all of the ingredients and they make that, like, all from scratch. Yeah, they they don't get they don't have tea bags and they don't they don't just put it in the hot water. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, Legacy of the Fire Nation's great because it starts from when Zuko is super young up until when Zuko like Zuko in Korra, when he's like eighty six years old. Sax, no, this is not the future. This isn't like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, so we don't know for sure what. The setting is whatever, but this is this is so Korra is supposed to represent like nineteen twenties 
New York City, which I know people have a problem with since it's obviously Asian inspired. It should have been Hong Kong, whatever, um, very modern, but which would then state, you know, this is probably around 1800. So it's pretty old, very, very traditional, I guess. But yeah, he can't make tea. Iroh says it in his journal. He says, Suzuko, like, I'm sorry, my nephew, I have to tell you this, but you can't make tea. You're very bad at it. Please stop making tea. That's <laughs> what he says. It is, it's great. So I would get that book. We're focusing a lot on Zuko right now. I'm sorry. We have one more person to go over. Actually, no, two. Suki! 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 She's part of the Bad Girls Club. With Katara, with Toph, with all the other bad girls. And she's a leader. I love her. I don't know what her eye color is. <laughs> like here, it's blue. When we first meet her, it's green. In the comics, they're like a grayish green. So we don't know what Suki's real eye color is. I don't know. Um, she had lipstick on and eyeliner on in prison, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> she stayed beautiful. With or without makeup, Suki's beautiful as fuck. She is. And what I was saying, she could probably be a makeup artist on the side. The way that she does her her Kyoshi Warrior makeup and this simple makeup look, I love it. 10 out of 10. Simple, casual, beautiful. Slay is all day, Sax. Yes. Yes. Slay all day, all the time. Yes. We love it. We love to hear it. But she's beautiful. And she's a bad bitch, much like the rest of them. That's Suki. She doesn't get the credit that she deserves. A lot of people leave her out out of Team Avatar. I don't understand why. Because she literally... Without them, I feel like they would be dead. I don't know how else to sim oversimplify. I don't know how else to, to say that. I, I feel like without Suki, a lot of what happened in the series finale would be it wouldn't have happened i don't think because what if she didn't come and save sokka and toph toph was literally about to fall to her death followed by sokka whose legs broke i don't know i feel like without suki those two those two at least would be dead and then I, 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 Aang probably not. Aang would probably have, you know, went into the Avatar state, killed Ozai, and then dealt with the, the air ships or whatever. But, yeah. Suki is that bitch. And speaking of that bitch, we have one last one that I wanted to go over. She's not part of Team Avatar, but it's, it's Azula. She's that bitch. I don't know what else to put in her bullets. She's young. 14. Probably around 14. Those is so <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to pick fun photos of them. This was a fun photo that I found of her. This is like my favorite Azula photo. <laughs> um, because she's so good at everything, at least from what we see. But she... I feel like she has like some sort of social anxiety or just... Socially, she she needs some work. You know, she didn't know how to interact with these people. The way that she makes her friends is by inciting fear into them. 
Nah, Katara had a normal photo. I tried to pick fun ones, but again, something that I feel like we might forget is that she is 14 and that all of these people that we just went over, they're all kids and they all have to deal with all this stuff and it's sad. And it's a kid show, but they deal with so much stuff. And I feel like you forget about that. But one thing that I think the show does very well is remind people they're kids. Like, they sprinkle in those heartwarming, you know, comedic relief jokes. They sprinkle in, you know, love and Sokka battling between women and Aang trying to chase Katara and just... Those areas, like, make it very relatable and they make it a kid's show. And on top of, like, like Dreams and Nightmares episode or book three episode five or six. I don't remember. Um, Azula is the hot one. She is. Wherever Maya, Claire, Maya, Faye, this is for you. But, like, when he was, like, right before Day of Black Sun, it... They show him, like, procrastinating, and they go through all of these different types of animes, which I love so much. I love that episode, and I, it's one of the lower-rated ones, I think. I forget the IMDb rating. But it just goes to show, like, Aang still procrastinates, like, as if a kid procrastinates, like, the day before a math test. And they even talk about math and, like, um, fighting and showing up with no underwear. Like, people, like, kids actually have those fears, like, showing up to school without pants, like... They still, they find that balance of making it relatable, but also building this world that is different from other shows that were on at the same time. And we talked about this on my stream on, like, Thursday, where we were going over different um, Nickelodeon shows that were on. Like, Drake and Josh was on, I believe. I think that was also the, st the start of Zoe 101. Um, iCarly wasn't around just yet, but a lot of those types of shows were still on. And then you had Avatar, which is very different from them. But if you look at all of these other shows that have come out post-Avatar, I mean, I'm just going to pick on Dragapins, obviously, because uh, Arany has was a head writer of Avatar and then co-created that. But a lot of shows take inspiration from Avatar. Like, it was this footprint 2005. Again, this was so long ago. Where is this for you and worst to best? This is honestly one of the most well done ones because a lot of anime, not animes, like animations in general will just drag out. Like Spongebob. Yes, there's like the 15 minute shows, like 15 minute episodes, whatever. But like, I, I appreciate the fact that Avatar had a definitive ending and it was so very well planned out. And the story, like world building of this is just so top tier to me. Definitely top done for sure. For sure. But there's all of these shows that just don't end. They don't end. <laughs> Manny. Hello. Hello. I don't know if you will be able to hear this. Oh, you won't. Damn it. I'm going to quick switch over to just chatting. Oh, shoot. I hope you can hear this. We need zucchinis. We need zucchinis. Pauline on that. We need zucchinis. Manny, I hope you heard that. Hope you heard that. 
That's your voice. <laughs> Thank you for providing that for me. <laughs> I have my sound alerts turned off for the podcast, but that one I'm going to let slide. Because that one was good. But yeah, Azula, she's that bitch. She also goes through a lot of trauma, especially in the comics. And again, I shit on the comics a lot. Um, But I don't... They, they capture her... Like, in the end of The Promise, they literally show her in a wheelchair on, like, in a straitjacket. And remember, she's, like, 15 there. She's 15! Scooby, no, I'm not. Um, It's just so hard to understand. Like, she's 15. And, like, the fact that she was able to bend lightning that early on. What the? Whoa. 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 Insane. All right. Next one. Oh, I kind of already went over this. <laughs> Oops. But why is this a good show? I feel like I, I don't need to convince any of you guys to watch this show because chances are I was introduced to all of you because of Avatar. So I would like to hear from you guys. Like, why, why do you guys think this is a good show? What is it about Avatar that keeps it so present for you? Um, it's... There's so many things about it. I would do a poll, but polls apparently are not working right now, so we're gonna leave that. But yeah, like what what is it about Avatar that like it just keeps it going? Because again, besides the fact that it was added to Netflix uh, in May, um, the the community has been strong. Fifteen now going on sixteens, sixteens, sixteen years strong. It's still so present to this day. Not a lot of shows can do that. So I'd like to hear what you guys think. I have some stuff on here. Caitlin, you're saying the lit music. It's a fucking bop. Yo, Jeremy Zuckerman. Shout out Jeremy Zuckerman. Benjamin Wynn did a great job on the soundboards. Great. Gray Delisle. Mm-hmm. Gray Delisle Griffin. The voice actors, I don't know if I had this in my list here, probably on my notes list. Voice actors are, are amazing. You rewatched it, Manny? It's it's so good. It's so good. Oh, Sax, that's fine. You probably have a lot of shows that you need to, like, I feel like you got, you have a lot, of, like, a long list of shows that you're watching, so that's fine. Um, Joe said it had a definitive point A to B. Exactly. That the entire nar narrative built up to, its characters were likable and sympathetic, but still flawed and dimensional. Exactly. Yes. I really appreciate the definitive ending. And they said that from the beginning. We are not doing a book four. We're not. We're not. It's gonna be from one to three and this is it. This is the whole story. They had it all mapped out. When they presented it to, to Nickelodeon, they... So, like, when you pitch a show in general, it should not be a long pitch. But these guys went on for two hours and the VP was like, I'm sold, but like, let's back it up here. <laughs> because this is a lot you guys are throwing at me. Clearly, you've, you've thought about this. They also came up with this in, like, a month. They had a month from when the VP said, okay, pitch me a show. And they created everything. It's, and I'll link the documentary again once I flip back over and when I'm done my presentation. Uh, you've dedicated a strong part of your life to Avatar. Exactly. Exactly. It's a show that is like, 
It's a show that's like any other show that I literally binge watch. It's it's a good show to binge watch. Again, there's only I think there's 64 episodes. They are dark skinned. Yes, they are. Yes. They are. And that's a that's a, um I don't know if it's like really said in the the show you know they they took a lot of inspiration from real tribes which i appreciate like uh bullet five research and representation they did a lot of research on the different cultures around the world that they would base water earth fire air off of um they're dark-skinned is what i'm i'm saying i don't know precisely if they are black um but they are they're meant to be darker than the rest of, of the characters. Um, many fans headcanon them as black, and that's absolutely fine. Indigenous. Yes, that's, I don't want to say the wrong words here. Uh, bye, Claudia. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it. Um, shoot, I'm forgetting the tribe. And I, I, again, don't want to be insensitive and say the wrong words. So I might turn it over to Joe to see which tribe. But... That's another thing about this show. They do so much good research. And, like, uh, one thing I wanted to pinpoint was the martial arts. Every bending style has a specific martial art. And they literally had Sifu Kisu, who's, like, one of the best martial artists that they could find in um, in the L.A. area, literally walk the animators, the, the, the artists, the writers through, like, different anime style or different martial arts styles so that they could then write it and draw it. And it was so well done. <laughs> Unlike the live action movie. Whatever. Um, based off of the Inuit tribe. Yes. Yes. Katara's hair, I believe, is is based off of um, an actual indigenous hairstyle. Like the hair loopies. I, there's an actual term for them. I forget what it is. But... Um, yeah, the the fighting styles, the martial arts is just I love martial arts. I wish I could learn some like some form of it, but oh, it's insane. It's crazy. I love it. We already talked about the world building storytelling. It's so good. Literal Peabody Award was won. And like that's a that's a huge award. It's honoring the most powerful, enlightening, invigorating, invigorating stories in TV, um, media, radio, all of that stuff. And they won one. Pretty sure they're the first animation to win. Um, no, they're not American. Like, it's all Asian inspired, if that makes sense. Like, the... Fire Nation, I think, is supposed to represent Japan. We're not hating you, Sax. We're not. No. Um, and, yeah. Asian and indigenous inspired. Yes. But they derived, um, like, the clothing styles. Like, the way that the water tribes lived. Um, facial features. Things like that. They, they took inspiration from Inuit tribes. But they are Asian. This is Asian. And which... Is fucking huge because as an Asian person growing up, like, I didn't see, like, in all the animations, I feel like most people were white. 
Like if you look at, I watched a lot of Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, um, some things on on Disney. Most of those people were white. So I didn't really see people that looked like me in animation, unless of course I would go to watch like anime, which obviously, I mean, anime is fucking amazing. But for something to be Asian inspired on Nickelodeon and have that spotlight and to have this much success, literal Peabody Award, again, I'll pinpoint to that. That's huge for the Asian community. I don't know. That's pretty big. And and growing up, I've talked about this. Like I was so, I grew up in a very white suburban area and there were times where I was like, oh, I don't want to be Asian. Like, I want to be white like my friends. And this show really reminded me to embrace my heritage and to embrace being Asian. And I don't know. I just think it broke a lot of boundary or broke a lot of barriers. And then we'll talk about that with Coral later on. But that's something that I, I think is really cool. Character development, we already talked about that. The music. Uh, Caitlin, I think, is the one that mentioned that the music was one of her favorite parts. It's so great. And Jeremy Zuckerman will do, he's done a couple interviews the last couple of months where he was like right out of grad school when this happened. And they had, yeah, all like the instruments that he would pick. Brian Konitsko uh, was mainly in charge of like the art and has like a musical background, I guess, where he would work pretty closely with Jeremy and he'd be like, oh, go find this instrument. That would sound really cool. And Jeremy would be like, uh, sure, I'll, I'll go find that. Yeah, yeah, I'm whatever, sure. But like he said, if someone were to ask me to like to do that now, I'd probably say you're out of your mind. I'm not finding that. There's no way in hell I'm going to find that. So, oh, the music is so well done. It's so great. And I really wish that they would add the soundtrack just, just to release it. Nickelodeon, Viacom. I think it's Viacom. Please release it. I know the Korra soundtrack is out there, which is great. Oh, I got a follow. Thank you. Welcome to Horrorland. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Um, the music is so well done. And then in the series finale, the four-part series finale, Jeremy Zuckerman literally wrote a letter to the president of Nickelodeon and was like, we want a live orchestra for this. We will pay for the live orchestra for this, but we really want this. Um, no, Sax, today is literally podcast day. I'm not playing a game. <laughs> this is what I've been building up this podcast for a long time and it's happening every Saturday. We're not, we're not playing any games. <laughs> um, but the, the president was like, uh, yeah, orchestra it is. And in the documentary, I believe they'll show it in there. Um, but holy crap, the music is so... The the score is so good. The last Agni Kai music, Jeremy Zuckerman literally turned to Brian and was like, I don't know what to do for this. I, I don't know what... I don't know what to write, what music to write for this. And Brian goes, oh, you'll, you'll figure it out. And it turned out so good. He, the fact that he had all that trust with them... Yeah, I can't play the music. I don't want to get sued by Nickelodeon. They do they do know me. Their Twitch account knows me. Cause sometimes they stream and I'll pop in and I'll like drop all these avatar facts and their mods would be like, why do you know all of this? I'm like, 
Why don't you know all of this? Yeah, final Adikai music is so good. Just the final music in general. Ugh, it's so good. When he enters the Avatar state, and then when he energy bends, Ozai's bending away. Oh, guys, I'm just thinking about it, but my arm. Oh my god, I'm already getting chills. My goosebumps. It's crazy. Oh my god, Victoria Justice, I love her. I love everybody from Victoria's. Um, last but not least, what I think, and you guys are all part of this, the Avatar community is great. I think it's fantastic, and it's so active. And obviously it's grown a lot from, uh, you know, being added to Netflix here in the United States. I don't know what the case is for other other countries, but the community is, is it's huge. I mean, and Honor Society is one of them. They have 500 people in their stream yesterday to come watch the last Airbender movie, which is a movie that not a lot of people would take the time out of their day to go watch. But that's how strong the community is. And the voice actors are a huge part of that. Dante is great. Obviously, we've already talked about that. Jack DeSena. I've loved Jack ever since he's he was on all that. I loved him. Michaela's super active. She literally had a clothing line, Bandit Basics, out. And she, I think she's taking a break for it right now. Um, but it's so strong. And one thing about the community is that, like, there's people from all ages. People that weren't even born when Avatar came out all the way to, you know... Like, people watching it with their grandparents, and their grandparents are loving it and are still active in the community. I'm in this Discord with, like, 2,000 people, and people are sitting there having debates and just talking about how much they just love everything. And it's so, so great. And welcoming, too, I think. I think it's pretty welcoming. It's great. I love it. I think that's the end of my presentation. Those are my sources. There's a dog outside my window. Hey! Hey, dude! All right, he can't see me, it's okay. Uh, so these are my sources. A lot of these things I just pulled out of my brain. The show and Avatar Wiki, that's it. My brain, yeah, literally my brain, that's it. <laughs> End of podcast. No, just kidding, we're not done. But I wanted to add this into chat. If you guys wanted to watch this documentary, it's in there. Um, I watched it like a year ago and I don't remember a whole lot from it. But check that out. I might do like a presentation for every, <laughs> every podcast. I don't know. Maybe. Don't get used to that. Depends on if I have time or if I would like to, to, to do with it. To do it. Does it look like I'm sitting on a bed? I hope so. I feel like I need to make my head smaller. Oh, I forgot to talk about the themes. Oops. But yeah, what is your favorite part of Avatar? We talked about like why it's still so strong and prevalent today, but in terms of like, like your favorite part, you're like your favorite characters or someone that you gravitate to the most that, just love that you love so much. Like, is there anything, anybody like that? Um, for me, I, what I really love is like the music and the female empowerment of Katara in the sh in the show, in the three seasons. Her female empowerment, 
her strength, Suki for Toph, like all of that stuff. I love. I think it's great. And I think to have that be exposed for kids like at such a young age is fantastic. And for Sokka too, because Sokka grew out from being this misogynistic, sexist boy to appreciating females and to understand like that what he was saying before was wrong. Like he recognized the fact that he was wrong, which I think is so great. I think that's great. I'm hoping that my internet is not crapping out again. Yeah, all the amazing characters, they're so great. They are, they are. But the themes in this kid's show, I'm gonna keep repeating that. This is literally a kid's show. It's crazy. It's crazy. Again, kid, you know, uh, you know, some stuff with, with kids and, and procrastinating for tests, things like that. I know we talked about that earlier, but this show literally talks about war, genocide, not our girl genocide, literal genocide, imperialism, totalitarianism, propaganda. I have all of this stuff listed out, listed out. Like corrupt government, separation of classes, like bossing say. That's a pretty, not like a recognizable city where like, oh, that's Bossing Say over there. Like the city itself, I mean, it was probably modeled after an actual city, but like classes are literally separated by physical walls. If you go to like LA, if you go to like Hong Kong, like really big cities like that, that's someone's reality, you know, living in the outer ring. That it, it's it's real, and the fact that Nickelodeon allowed them to portray this in a children's TV show was great because it just it taught kids like this is a reality for some people, and this is how you learn about it, and this is how you grow from it. What Scoopy said, having the adult themes um, really lets kids grow into the show. Yeah. And I think that's also a big portion as to why the show is still so relevant today is because all of that stuff is still happening. You know, like there's still separation of classes, obviously here in the United States, there's, there's a lot all over the world. There's, there's a lot, um, pretty prevalent, prevalent, relevant today. (laughs) Um, Another thing I, I realized, you know, environmental issues, you know, the Fire Nation literally burning down forests, uh, you know, taking resources from other countries and building their weaponry out of it. People are like, oh, the Fire Nation, they have all of these great weapons are so advanced. They're only advanced because they literally took the resources and minerals from like probably the Earth Kingdom. Sounds familiar. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. And what I was saying before, the female empowerment, the gender discrimination, they literally start out the show with that. Sokka's literally saying, leave it to a girl to mess things up. And Katara literally goes off on him. Cracks an iceberg. They literally introduce the show with that. That's amazing. I think that's amazing. And then for him to grow after that like in and when they talk about um like in in book two when kuei is like oh kiyoshi warriors are here oh they're they're here and suki 
Suki's here and and Sokka goes crazy and he's like, oh my god, Suki's here. There's these amazing women. They're so strong. Like going from that to like when he was insulting them for being girls. Wow. Sokka's character development is pretty great. Pretty great, I think. And also, Toph being blind? That is... I have no words, including someone that is blind. And then Dragon Prince, I, I'm pretty sure they include someone that has to use sign language because they're they're deaf. Um, that's huge. That representation right there is is huge. Oh my gosh, it's all it's awesome. And for Toph to like to not only show someone who is blind, but show it in a way that they're not like, helpless, I guess. Like, they literally show Toph as being this strong female that is literally stronger than the boulder who is literally Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That is awesome. I think that's so cool. I'm getting chills again. Angela said, when that teacher wouldn't teach Katara how to water... Yeah, Master Paku! Bro, like, your wife, your, your, your fiancé literally left you because you're a misogynistic piece of shit. But I mean, they they worked it out in the end. I feel like Rangaran was that bitch. That bitch. Leaving her her husband. You know? That's that's huge. Oh yeah, Teo in a wheelchair. That is so cool. And like having these cool inventions, still being included, still being able to fucking fly. Or glide in the air with everybody, with all the other kids that aren't in wheelchairs. That is so, so cool. I, I, oh gosh. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, we're going to transition it a little bit. Well, I wanted to open it to the floor. Is there anything else that people wanted to talk about? About, like, the... The show itself? Because I wanted to kind of dive into the comics. And then community work like fan fictions and we'll talk about ships we'll round out the the podcast with ships um we're probably gonna end around four uh just because i know some other people stream and i don't want to take time away from from their streams because i hate doing that teo being ugh, i can't pronounce that word paraplegic plegic paraplegic i don't english is hard depicted as happy and loved and capable plegic Okay. Yeah. The mechanist. And like losing his mom too. That's sad. That's sad. You know? It is inspiration. I love this show. It's so heartwarming. I love it. Maybe I'll binge it today. Plegic. Hey, so. <laughs> Joe brings up a good point. So. Back in September, and I'm sure a lot of you were chosen for this too. It sucks I was only in the United States. Um, Nickelodeon had like this casting call or whatever for a an Avatar debate that was supposed to happen in October. I don't think anything happened with that. Toph has a mom. Her mom's not. 
Her mom's there, but, you know, she's there. But yeah, Nickelodeon had this casting call back in September, and we all recorded videos and auditions, I guess. Uh, and we had to answer specific questions. And, like, what was a hot... One of the questions that I chose was, what was a hot take um, that other people might not say? And... Joe brought it up. I said that Hama deserved better. I don't like how you wrote um, Hama because colonialism is real. Being from the Philippines and then, you know, literally colonized over and over and over and over and over again. And other countries are too. I took that personally. The fact that they made Hama to be this villain... I don't know. It's it. I think Hama could have been written better, and it, it sucks that Katara missed out on having that Southern Water Tribe waterbender that she was seeking. But yeah, I think Hama deserved better. I don't. I, I think another thing I wrote was I don't like how. Um. I don't. I don't. I think I liked how Jet was written. I think that's also what I said. I forget. I feel like they could have tweaked some things with, with Jet. Yes, I guess he redeemed himself in the end by dying, but maybe he died. I don't know. Guru, yeah. Guru Pathik, yeah. What the fuck was that? With all, like, the three arms, like, during his dream, that's fucked up. That was really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Jet. I think could have been written better because I think that's also something that we glance over. And I keep I keep repeating this. I'm going to keep repeating it. They are kids. Jet is 16 years old. The man literally what man? The he literally lost his parents at 8 years old. Saw his entire village burn in front of his eyes at 8 years old. Probably saw his parents die in front of him at 8 8 years old. Had to care for himself and then found all of these other kids that were going through the same thing and had to fend for himself against fire nation soldiers that were probably like like trying to take them in those times yes but we're talking like here as kids that were watching this at the time i was what i was like 12 when this came out like that is if I put that into perspective for me, if I was 16 years old, and if I was 8 years old and I watched my parents die, I'd I'd be a little fucked up. I would be. Yeah, the way that they wrote Guru Pathik was, was interesting. There Again, this is a very good show. It's very well written. The story, story telling, world building is great. There are little pieces that could have been improved. <laughs> and I feel like Joe can attest to a lot of this <laughs> and and this brings up um the comics so people were begging oh my gosh please just make a book four we want an adult series they didn't do that they they didn't do that they had a definitive plan one through three and you know thankfully we do have you know other other resources if you want to know what happens after so there are six comics. There are two, um, like, Avatar tales, like, things that happen between books one and three. Uh, and then there's one art book. The art book is pretty cool. 
Um, but we also have Kyoshi novels, and I mentioned the Legacy of the Fire Nation books as well. Those are there. Uh, they just, they add a little sprinkle to... They pretty much just, like, wrap things up, I guess. The the first Legacy book is written by Aang to Tenzin, who is his son that we see in the Legend of Korra. Uh, I don't know. I read the comics over the summer. I meant to reread them. But I just couldn't bring myself to reread them again. It's just... First of all, they're very hard to get. They're literally sold out, like, everywhere. Thank you for the stretch. Everybody stretch it out. I need to work out today. I suck. I didn't work out yesterday. Which means I will not be working out tomorrow. Or I will be working out tomorrow. I guess yesterday will be my, my rest day. Um... But yeah, the comics are, are interesting. And I, I mentioned this earlier. The way that they write Katara in the comics, it, she's she's there for Aang. In that she's there for his dialogue and to help him explain his feelings, his points of view, his opinions on things. They show her fighting for him like coming to his rescue like it i don't know i'll have to reread them again um show katara i don't know comic katara i have no idea who this girl is <laughs> i would not know who she is i also don't like in the rift the rift is my least favorite because ang literally kills a spirit One, being the Avatar, you're supposed to be the bridge between spirit world and the living world. And two, being an airbender, like, you're all about spirituality, and you literally killed a spirit. I need to reread that. I, I know I'm not getting all of the right um, information. I'm not providing a whole lot. Excuse me? Sure, save. Um, and in the most recent comic, what is it? Imbalance? I think I read that one most recently. That one, like a lot of her dialogue is like, Aang, what do you think about this? What are you going to do? Blah, 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 blah. Like all of this stuff. I don't know. I do like the art style in them. Peter Wartman did a really good job in some of them. And I think he only did a couple of them. I'm pointing. They're literally all sitting over there. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I like about the the promise is that Iroh makes bubble tea. And Zuko literally spits out the boba. And I think it's so funny. It's so funny. I need to go tell Jake to shut the fuck up. Stop yelling, I just said. The one good thing about the promise. Bubble tea. Yes. <laughs> you can't hear him. Well, he doesn't know that. I'm, I'm telling him that we can hear him. Because um, he's literally right above. I do have noise suppression on with the NVIDIA broadcast studio or whatever. Um, but I can literally hear him. I can hear him. Uh, but yeah, the books are, are there. I don't know what to... Yeah, you heard him. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
gonna yell at him later. It's fine. <laughs> um, but if you don't need, if you don't want to read the comics, there are other things you can read, and we have one of the best fan fiction writers out here, one of the most prominent ones, Joe, aka Ode Better. She wrote "I'm Still Here," which is a Zuko Katara fan fiction. There are so, there's so much fan fiction out there. Ao3, uh, Ao3 is really the only one that I use. There are other ones out there. Fanfiction.net, I think, is the other one. I don't remember. But there's so much fanfiction out there from writers that are literally doing this because they're just, they're passionate and they can write. And they're a lot of them do it for free, which blows my mind. It's insane. So if you want to go read stories, you know, that, that expand on things, one thing that I loved... and. Joe, I'm, I'm talking about this. One thing that I loved about I'm Still Here, which is her fanfiction, is that she expanded on bloodbending. And I think bloodbending is really cool. This was also one of the hot takes that I did for that video back in uh, September for Nickelodeon. Is that bloodbending, I think, could be used for healing purposes. Like another form of healing where you're writing a sequel? Shit. Oh my god. A moment of silence. For the sequel? Oh my god. First chapter's out. Oh fuck, I'm gonna read it today. Oh god, oh god, oh god. But I think bloodbending could be used for, like, surgery. Or, in this case, literally bringing Zuko back to life. Oh my god. It's, it's so good. People are so creative. And these are things that, like, people literally ask for in, like, a book four or, like, an adult series of of the show. There are, there are people out there that have such great ideas and can put it from mind to paper to computer. Like, it's insane. Joe, do you want to drop a link to both of them? I think you have the ability to, to post links. I don't think I have links banned. Um, if not, I think you can just like ping it to me. You're on it. Okay, perfect. Um, and we'll also, I think we, um, if you're not in the Discord, I have a section in the Zucchini Squad Discord called the library where you can share, share fan fictions, books that you're reading, anything like that. Um, I, f I think Joe posted them in there. If not, I mean, the link is right there and I can post it again. But fan fictions, I think, are just... <sighs> so good and i started reading fan fiction a very long time ago i used to read a lot of harry potter fan fiction back in the day like way back in the day and oh, people are just so fucking talented they really are and joe i believe on her tumblr is doing pod fix because she got a fancy cam or camera she got a fancy microphone for it if you're not listening to those you should She's working on adapting them to Podfix. Perfect. Oh my gosh. And literally, like, I don't care what ship you ship. Fan fictions in general in the Avatar community are, they're so good. They're great. And I'm sure Joe can, like, recommend other ones as well. But it's just, oh, fan fictions are amazing. And it it blows my mind that people are doing this for free.
and doing it better than actual published authors, maybe. It's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Joe, when did you write I'm Still Here? That was a long time ago, right? Probably a long time ago. I don't know. So we're going to get into it because I said this in my free previous podcast. I, I do want to talk about it. Because I feel like this is the one area that people don't really like to talk about. And we don't really talk about it in, like, other streams and stuff like that. But who do you ship? I would like to hear it. And we respect everyone here. As long as it's not illegal. Like an illegal ship. Like a minor and a an adult. I will respect it. <laughs> Joe, I never would have guessed that you would ship Zutara. What?! What? Groundbreaking. Wow. I like everything, really. Yeah, I love them. You've been on the battlefield for 16 years. Oh, I love that. I love that. You're so tired. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yes, Cora. So I had to stop myself from talking about bloodbending a little bit more because next week's episode, next Saturday, is going to be about The Legend of Korra. And I know people have a lot of things to say about it. So that'll be fun to talk about. But that that is one thing I really like about Korra is how they expand on things that we would think about. Like bloodbending, uh, the dark side of, of airbending. Um, more fun, fun, fun adult themes, I guess, uh, expanding on things that we could only think of or theorize in this first series, I guess. But um, it seems like a lot of people ship Zutar. There's some Katang in here. Okay, okay. I love, you know, canon, whatever, canon, non-canon, I ship whichever. Um, I just really love Sokka and Suki. I love them. But I, the idea of Taka, I, I like too. Uh, it's so... I I just love Suki. I, I love Suki so much. And in the comics, you like kind of get a little inkling. You 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 think of maybe, maybe just a little bit. There's going to be some like Zuko and Suki after he and Mei broke up. May, he, May broke up with him in the comics, guys. I don't know if you know that, but uh, she did. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I... There's, like, this period of my life, and I, it's probably because of family things, where, like, a lot of my memories from, like, age 12 to, like, around, like, 16, 17 are, like, suppressed, and that's where Avatar happened. Uh... So I don't remember a whole lot of that time period. I don't really remember what I was watching. Uh, but like, I do remember like Drake and Josh and like those shows on, on Nick. But I do remember watching Avatar. I remember watching it while I was doing homework. I know that. Because when I watched it again for the first time and like who knows how long, like I, I knew all the characters. I knew everything. I knew the plot. I knew all of that stuff. So it was like, Coming back into my my memory. Thank you so much for the cheer. I appreciate it. Thank you. Is that a ghost? What's that? Is that a ghost? Cute. I appreciate it. <laughs> I need to get bit 
Um, I'm so I'm thinking of getting bit badges and sub badges and like custom bit um emotes, I guess. Like I wanted them to be like the Sims Plum Bob. So we might work on that a little bit. But yeah, we'll probably get some sub badges. I might draw them on my own. I think Jen started drawing one of them for me, so I might ask her to continue because it's really cute. Obviously, I'm gonna pay her, but yeah. I don't really know what else to, to talk about. I feel like I talked a lot, but I guess that's the point of a podcast. <laughs> oh no, another cheer! Two! Thank you! Thank you, Anonymous! I appreciate. That's very kind. Thank you. For some reason, my things are not updating on Streamlabs. But yeah, I don't know what else. Is there anything else that someone wants to talk about? Any topics around Avatar? Uh, I feel like we covered a good amount. But if not, that might be it. Next week, we're going to talk about Korra. The Avatar. The Legend of Korra. Uh, did I not talk about the Kyoshi novels? Shit. So... I have them. They're sitting over there on my bookshelf. I tried to start one of them, the first one, and my power went out. So maybe after- I have no plans after this. I might read- I might start reading that. I also might just go watch Avatar because I love it so much. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I wish there were Asians in the writing room. I appreciate that there were Asian um, animators. Like JM Animation, DR Movie. Uh, what was the other studio that they worked? They worked with three. You enjoyed them? I've heard great things about the Kyoshi novels. I I, I have. Um, thank you for the three bits. That's so kind. Isn't Elizabeth married to Aaron Has? Go watch Dragon Prince, guys. <laughs> it has Jack doesn't... Oh, they're... Oh. Oh. Divorced, you say? Oh no. Oops. Well, Erin e. has is cool. I'm sure Elizabeth is cool too. I wonder if they still work together. But let me know what other topics you guys want to talk about. I know Sack said Power Rangers, which is awesome. Uh, ooh, Erin, you said Legend of Zelda. Perfect. What else? Kim Possible, Lord of the Rings, uh, Teen Titans, someone said. We talked a lot about- we, we didn't know what to call it. Like, the golden age of Nickelodeon, like with all of those, like Zoe 101, iCarly, Drake and Josh, all of those shows with that person that created all of them. Uh, Elizabeth wrote Zuko alone and saw the Rangers, so my favorite, my favorite episodes, she wrote them. Okay, Scoopy, you know, you know we're going to talk about Harry Potter. So Harry Potter, I want to talk about, but I'm still reading book four, book four, Goblet of Fire. So Harry Potter's autobiography number four, um, I'm still reading them, so I want to finish all the books before I talk about it, just so that it's fresh in my mind. But I would like to have you on there, Scoops. That'd be awesome. 
You had a Harry Potter writing class? That sounds, or not a writing class, just a Harry Potter class? What was that? Well, I, I could, I assume I know what it's about, but like how, what was it about? Like the writing? You, you just started book six. I, I gotta catch up. 13 weeks of deep diving into the seven books? Did you enjoy it? I read all seven books in a, in a week. Back in 2007. In July. I didn't do much. It was a good class. Oh, I'm, I'm... I wish I had a cool class like that. I took a self-defense class for women to graduate uh, college. That was fun. <laughs> they wouldn't let me be a part-time student, which honestly I'm okay with. Because... I actually, no, I'm not okay with it because I had to spend more credits. But if I was a part-time student, then I would have lost part of my scholarship, which I guess is fine, but whatever. Um, can we do a graphic novel of what? Right now we're like, we, so we're talking about TV shows, movies, and, and probably books. <laughs> Alexia, like my book or my bedroom? Thank you. This was not too far off from my actual bedroom. I did, I had a poster of, of Jacob. I did have some Harry Potter posters. I had Britney Spears posters. I actually have that exact Britney Spears poster as a sticker in my room at home. My bedspread was not this, but it was very obnoxious. It was like black with all these colorful polka dots on it. Ugh, just but you just want to throw up but that's that's it that's it that that was my bedroom my sister had the blow up couch i did not have that because my parents were like you're gonna pop it i didn't pop it my sister popped hers so yeah but yeah feel free to add any topics that you would want to to see or hear about um even if it's something that i personally didn't like experience as a, a person, as a child, as a person, uh, you can be a guest. You can talk about it on, on the show. I would love to have people on here. That's really what I want to do. Yeah. The Oops, I Did It Again cover. Iconic. There's a new Britney Spears documentary out. Did you guys know that? It's on Hulu. It's about her dad taking over her life, which is really sad. Kids Next Door. Oh my God. Okay. Kids Next Door. Uh, someone already wrote Disney in here, so I can group that in with uh, Nicole's suggestion of That's So Raven, because we're definitely talking about that. It's about a lot of things. Okay. I gotta watch that. Mac and me. Huh? <laughs> Hi, James. Fosters. Oh. They, they put heavy emphasis on Timberlake? Why? Why? Remember how mad he was when she kissed Madonna? Because they had the camera on him. And he was pissed. American Dragon. Dante Supremacy. <laughs> Shrek. We love Shrek. Where's Jen? She loves Shrek so much. But yeah, I feel like that... I'm, I might wrap it up here. I don't know. Let's see. Who is streaming? Ooh, we're gonna... So, we're gonna raid the Phasmophobia community oh thank you for gifting the sub to alexa we love alexa we're gonna raid the phasmophobia community stream because they're doing a um 
a 40-hour charity stream right now, guys, which is insane. They're raising money for Doctors Without Borders, um, and they have all of these people, like, doing two-hour segment streams on there, which is just, it's awesome. So we're gonna go raid. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, so this podcast is gonna be up on Anchor, uh, podcast... And it's on Spotify, Google Podcasts. I I don't know why I'm not on Apple Podcasts. We'll get there eventually. We'll get we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, so we're gonna go raid. But thank you guys so much for joining the first episode of In Retrospect. We'll be back next week for The Legend of Korra. All right, let's go raid. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to hang out live, be sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash Zuko's Bikini and join us every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to talk more with me and the Zucchino community, join our Discord. You can find the link in the podcast description or on my Twitch About Me page. If you want to suggest an episode topic, throw it in the Discord channel, or you can contact me on all of my socials, both on Twitter and Instagram at Zuko's Bikini. Lucid Dreaming intro and outro music provided by ESCP on freestockmusic.com. This podcast is recorded live from Twitch and uploaded from Anchor.